So now just a few words about the Nyingma Pa tradition, then we have to conclude. What does the word Nyingma Pa mean? Nyingma Pa means an old style at one. Someone who follows the old ways, if you like, an old timer, even a conservative. So the Nyingma Pa's are those who follow the old, the original traditions of Buddhism as introduced into Tibet by Padmasambhava and who do not follow, perhaps do not even recognize, the later reform movements that started some centuries later by Atisha, by Tsongkhapa, and other teachers. Sometimes the Nyingma Pa tradition is known as the Red Hat tradition. Their lamas are sometimes known as Red Hat lamas because for certain ceremonial purposes they wear tall red caps, whereas the Gelugpas wear uh, yellow ones. The Nyingma Pa's are at present one of the four main branches or main schools of Tibetan uh, Buddhism. The others being the Gelugpa, the Shakyapa and the Kagyupa. The Nyingma Pa's, as far as I've been able to ascertain, are the second biggest. The Gelugpa's are the biggest. The Nyingma Pa's come next, though a long way after the Gelugpa's, so far at least as numbers are concerned. And in the course of centuries, since the time of Padmasambhava, right down to the present day, they produced very many highly distinguished lamas. And I can say from my own acquaintance with them, my own experience of them, that Nyingma Pa lamas, unlike Gelugpa lamas, tends to be a bit unconventional. Hmm? Uh, they tend to be very spontaneous, to do things as it were on their own, or even suddenly, just as a result of an inspiration that's come to them, either in meditation or at some other time. I remember, for instance, just to give a very small example, that one of my own Nyingma Pa uh, teachers was staying with me in Kalimpong, and at breakfast he said to me one day, what do you think I saw in my meditation this morning? So I said, uh, I don't know. He said, I saw the roof of this monastery. So I said, oh yes. And he said, I saw on the roof of the monastery a great banner of victory. That is the victory of Buddhism over the three worlds, with coloured silk flounces and so on. So of course there wasn't one. So he said, I've seen it in my meditation, we must put one up. So in the course of the next week he got one of these enormous cylindrical banners of victory made and up it went on the roof and that was that. So it's a very small thing but this is how the Nyingma Pa Lamas operate very often or usually their standard way of offering. They see something in their meditation or they feel something, they get the inspiration, they do it. That's that. In the case of the Gelugpa Lamas, though very good and very virtuous and very learned, they operate in a different way. If you ask them anything or they are thinking about doing something, they'll consult the literature, especially Tsongkhapa's writings. If it's there, they'll do it. As it's written, they'll do it. They don't, as it were, trust so much as the Nyingma Pa Lamas their own inner spiritual inspiration. For the Nyingma Palamas seem to trust this very much indeed. Huh? And that makes them, as I said, sometimes a bit unconventional. They don't usually live together in large monasteries with, with thousands upon thousands of monks all together as the Gelugpas do. They tend, though they have a few large monasteries, they tend to live, that is to say the Gurus tend to live, just with small groups of disciples here and there. They're not nearly as highly organized as the Gelugpas. And they emphasize very much meditation especially Ati Yoga, or Dzogchen, as they usually call it, which is a special form of Ati Yoga. And, as I've said, I've known in the course of my stay in Kalimpong quite a number of highly developed uh, Nyingma Pa Lamas. Eh? 
And one of the interesting things I found out about them or from them was that though they had a very high regard for the sutras, that is to say the Buddhist scriptures, the discourses of the Buddha, they esteemed the Theramas equally highly, just as highly as the sutras. That is to say, uh, the Theramas, uh, meaning uh, those discovered texts, or rather those hidden texts, the texts that Padma Sambhava hid away during his lifetime and which were subsequently discovered. Tibetans, by the way, Nyingma Pa's believe that uh, these uh, Theramas were discovered or taken up by great lamas, who are called Tertons, who happens to be partial manifestations of Padmasambhava himself. Eh? And they not only took them up, but they established a spiritual tradition, taught them and handed on the teaching and tradition to their uh, disciples. And the tradition which derives from the Theramas is called by the Nyingmapas the near tradition. Hmm? Whereas the, the tradition deriving from the Sutras is called the far tradition. Hmm? Uh, for instance, uh, if you follow a practice uh, which is based on the sutras, then you have a guru for that, and he has a guru for that, and he has a guru for that. There may be 80 generations of gurus to get you back to the Buddha's time. Huh? So the Tibetans say, at least the Nyingmapas say, there are many possibilities of slips, you know, when you've got 80 generations of gurus and disciples. But they say, with regards to the near tradition of the Theramas, you're much nearer the original source. Huh? Because Padma Sambhava wrote it, he hid it, it was discovered hundreds of years later, maybe only 200 years ago, and it was taken out in the tradition established by someone who was a manifestation of Padmasambhava. He taught it. And you find, you know, when you look at the list of uh, gurus and disciples, that uh, far from there being 80 generations, there are only five or six. Huh? Uh, Padmasambhava, then a disciple of Padmasambhava, who was the, the Teraton, and then his disciple, then your guru, and then you. Huh? So the, the Tibetans say that the, the near tradition of the Teramas or rather the Nyingmapas say that the near tradition of the Theramas is more powerful than the distant tradition of the, the sutras. This is their view. I'm not commenting on it one way or the other. But I can say this, that there's an enormous number of these Theramas. There's a collected edition which is called the, uh, the, the Ratnakosha, the collection of jewels. Huh? And uh, it's in 64 big volumes. Huh? Uh, 64 volumes, the collected edition of the the, the Theramas. Huh? Uh, and one of the Theramas is, of course, the very famous work, Tibetan Book of the Dead. It's a Therma. Huh? You might wonder, where does it come from? Who wrote it? Well, it's written by Padma Sandhava, according to the Tibetans, hidden away, and then taken out some centuries later. Of course, the Western scholar will have none of this. Uh, he will, of course, say, well, nonsense. Uh, Padma Sandhava wrote nothing, hid nothing. Uh, these lamas who came centuries later, they just forged these texts and then they just attributed them to, to Papa Samara so that uh, they could circulate widely and be respected. Huh? But uh, be that as it may, huh? we don't after all know, uh, we must, hesitate, we must uh, be careful about setting uh, limits to what is possible, uh, we have to judge these texts on their own merits, huh? see what they are like, read them, huh? maybe practice the teachings, see what they are like. And if we do this, we find that uh, the Theramas, for the most part, are very highly important esoteric spiritual teachings which exert vast and profound influence. So that we can say, on the whole, even today, among Tibetan Buddhists in general, among the Nyingma Pas in particular, though they have had to leave many of them their own country, 
the spirit and the influence of Padmasambhava is still very, very much alive, is still very, very powerful among all Tibetan Buddhists. And we may even go so far as to say that that influence may nowadays be extending to other parts of the world. I remember I was very much impressed one day when one of my, again, Nyingma Pa uh, teachers in Kalimpong told me personally, he said, when I was in Tibet some years ago, I was reading Nyingma Pa literature and I came across some prophecies attributed to Padmasambhava. And he said, one of them goes like this. Padmasambhava is supposed to have said, when iron birds fly in the sky, my teaching will go to the West. So this is what that teacher, that Lama, told me. So perhaps we can say that our commemoration today of Padmasambhava, the great Tantric Guru of India and Tibet, is perhaps a sign that this has already started happening.